Peace, everyone, and welcome to The Healing Space, Episode 3. I am your host, Sensei Raven Akundayo. I am so happy to have you all coming back to us yet again. Thank you for continuing to listen. This is going to be an awesome episode. Today, I'm going to be interviewing, as I call her, the uh, funk fierceness herself, Miss Joy Carter. It's going to be amazing to have her on the show. Beautiful vocalist, like seriously. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy our conversation. Also, we're going to be doing all things pop culture. And as always, I'm going to bring in uh, the 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 interesting one. <laughs> I know he's going to leave me out for saying that. The one and the only Mr. Brandon Harris Williams. Welcome back, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? I mean, you know, I'm living my best life. How are you? That's great. You should live it like it's golden, like Joe Scott did. Mm-hmm. That's a little outdated, but okay. It's a little too auntie music for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. I'm going to be nice to you today, though. I am. I don't think you know how to, but you know, it's fine. Whatever. It's a wonderful Tuesday, and I am going to be the best I can be. I don't know about you. Amen. It's fine, though. Mm-hmm. So. Praise him. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I had to hold myself back from saying so much. So much. Um, so, sir, how was your weekend? <laughs> Let's get into our weekends. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't do much. I just kind of, like, slept and, like, relaxed. Cause it was kind of like my last weekend before I, um, started my new job or whatever. So, okay. I just wanted to, like, kind of, like, rest up as much as possible before life gets a little bit too crazy. Sleep is important, um, you know? But, yeah, so I've been doing a little bit of homework and a little bit of writing. I didn't do much else. What yes. about you? And, and, and we don't stress this enough, but you are a screenwriter, sir. I mean, you know. You know? I dibble and I dabble. I, I, you know. You be doing I, a lot I, of dabbing. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a little bit of a dancer, but you know, hey. I, uh, I'm not consistent enough yet to where I want to be, so. Okay. It's a work in progress. Absolutely. But I, I need for our listeners to understand that he is great at what it is that he does. He's humble, so he's not going to brag about it. But I've been blessed enough to read some of his work, and he's awesome. And this is these are the only compliments he's going to get for the rest of the week, so that's why I'm doing it right now. <laughs> You're lying, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but no, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I'm glad you got a good amount of rest and that you got some Thank writing you. done. Definitely. Um, as for me... I, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to put out that I had a great class on Saturday and for anyone who's ever interested in coming to my classes on Saturday, cause I think that sometimes I forget to mention this, uh, when we're, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> if you are in the Atlanta area, I teach every Saturday from 1230 PM till 2 PM in Buckhead. It's a place called jeans body tech, 700 Miami circle Northeast. I definitely hope that you join me. It's $15 a class. Well worth it. Um, a great amount of yoga, deep meditation and visualization. It's a good time. And a great workout. Trust me, you'll sweat. Uh, but yeah, so class was awesome. That was a whole lot of fun. I enjoyed that. And also something I wanted to share with uh, with you, Brandon, and the listeners, is that on Sunday, I went to breakfast, um, brunch, excuse me, uh, with my friend George. And mm-hmm. when we were done, he walked outside and he was like, I'll be waiting for you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was paying and the waiter who was behind the counter, I'd forgotten that he had actually served me before. 
And so he actually handed me my receipt for me to pay. And I saw that he had taken the cost of my food down to $3. And I looked up at him and my mouth dropped. And I'm like, oh my God. And he told me, he said, I remember you. You were so nice to me. And I never forgot that. And I just wanted you to show how much I appreciate it. And I was blown. I was like, thank you so much. That was really, really, really sweet of you. He was like, you're more than welcome. And I left out. And all I kept thinking in my head was, I have so many moments, especially in the times we're living in, where it seems like anger and nastiness and pettiness is championed, that I have moments where I'm like, is this whole, you know, positivity, namaste thing working like I really need for it to? (laughs) Seriously, because I'm like, it's an uphill battle for people like me. Like, light walkers, it's a fight, you know? Um, But when he did that, it was just a reminder. I keep getting these reminders like, no, you are on the path less traveled. It's okay. You feel me? Um, So definitely, I I don't want to say, I I didn't say the place, right? You said the first watch, right? Well, well, I'm I'm really hoping. (laughs) I'm hoping I did say it earlier, because if not, you get on my nerves. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, I don't, well, I won't say the location then. Because <laughs> I don't want him to be in trouble. But no, that that really, really meant a lot. That was amazingly kind of him. So yeah, it was definitely a great end to the weekend, that, uh, that paying it forward that he did for me. So definitely shout out to him. And yeah, that was the majority of my weekend. Other than that, I can't really think of any anything else that I did. Uh, I think it was pretty much chill other than that. Um, the highlight of your weekend was brunch on Sunday. Right. <laughs> no, the, the, the highlight of my weekend was the, the kindness of a person. Thank you. Not just brunch on Sunday. after brunch on Sunday. <laughs> I want you to sit down. That's what I want you to do. Thanks. I am currently in a chair. I am. Well, maybe you need to recline. Okay. Uh, listen. Listen. No, because this show is gonna be fire, so you can't fall asleep. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we're going to start touching on all things pop culture. <laughs> it's time to heal through pop culture. Are you ready, Mr. BHW? I'm ready. I'm going I need to be healed. Yes. <laughs> okay. So first we're going to start off with your girl, Miss Madame Bodak herself. Miss Cardi B. <laughs> Number one on Billboard 100. How you feel about that? Um, <laughs> I'm happy for her, but I mean, you know, add nothing to my bank account. So. <laughs> I, music accolades and stuff just really don't necessarily move me, I, so I can't even fake it. Like, I'm happy, you know what I'm saying, that she did it and that she's like, still getting all this attention and all this love. Everybody was like praising her when it first, you know, when it happened. Right. And, um, you know, like, definitely, like, my hometown hero, quote-unquote, kind of thing. Like, everybody's, like, rooting for us. That's great. I just don't. I'm not like, OMG, whoa. Right. I'm not, I'm not doing cartwheels and backflips. And... <laughs> well, no, I'm not. As a matter of fact, I know on the on the first episode, we talked about an accomplishment she, accomplishment she had. I can't even remember which one that was. But, um, it, it, it's been swift, you know? No, I think we were talking about how she was, no, everybody was just champagne. Championing, championing her. her right 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 true 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 um and how she pretty much like took over the summer yeah and i mean i feel the same thing as i felt on the first episode i i really understand why people have lifted her up the way they have you know mm-hmm. um i mm-hmm. definitely think 
that she's somebody who I could see myself hanging with, with the, which I'm sure comes as a surprise to you. Um, I, I, I talk. no, I can't listen to her talk, but I think it's more so a television thing. Maybe if I was in person with her, it would be different. I really like. I don't think it's an act. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's gonna get better, but I don't I, think. no, I'm not saying it's an act. I'm saying that I think because I can't engage and I'm just sitting there listening to her, it kind of it, it's grating to the ears. But I feel like if we were having a conversation, it would be different, mostly because of her energy. You know, mm-hmm. like I really appreciate the fact that she is so free, that she is so yeah. genuine. You know, like I told you, people like Monica and people like that who are so genuine and they are just themselves. Even though I may not necessarily care for their music, I would love to hang out with them. You know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it's because they seem so genuine that I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see being able to go out and chill with you. And she gives off that vibe. She gives off that vibe of she's somebody who you definitely could hang with. Um, so congratulations to her, definitely. Um, so I want to talk about a few Trump things. Uh, Brandon has already informed me that he he wants no part of that man. So. <laughs> but <laughs> but in the process of us healing, I think it's important to make sure that we uh, every now and then point out problematic people, and we keep it moving. So this yeah, is less. What you say? You got it. <laughs> so yeah, this is less about a discussion and just keeping people knowledgeable of what's going on. So first of all, to mention that uh, the man who's in the White House had made some negative comments via tweet <laughs> about the mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, Carmen Cruz. Uh, he, she pretty much went out asking for aid of any kind, anybody who was willing to help Puerto Rico because last I checked, and it, it, it may not be the same right now, but I know 50% of the island still was out, still was out, excuse me, still was without power. And the place was devastated. I forgot what I was listening to, I think, earlier in the, uh, during the beginning of the weekend. But they were saying something like the, the rainforest of Puerto Rico has now been destroyed because of the hurricane. So, I mean, she's reaching out and she's letting people know how much Puerto Rico, you know, in general, overall really needs help in speaking for San Juan. And he comes back and he pretty much degrades her. And he's talking about how the Democrats have gotten to her and how she's nasty and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, he really likes that term nasty, doesn't he? We've heard that before. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just, I'm blown by the, the unfortunate soul. Uh, it's no surprise, but it's unfortunate. And I, I appreciate so many people who have rallied behind her, like uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, I believe I said his name correctly, um, went on Twitter and flat out tweeted at him and told him he's going to hell. <laughs> like, people have just reached a whole nother level of fed up with this man. Uh, continuing with the whole thing of being fed up, Michael Che on uh, Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live went completely off on him called him a cracker and everything um i it definitely wasn't something i could necessarily say made me laugh i feel like it was more for shock value if if nothing else but it was definitely something where you could see even the writers were like yeah you can pretty much say whatever we don't we don't really care (laughs) just go completely off and then uh on sunday marshawn lynch was walking out to get ready to be to play a football game and he actually had on a t-shirt that said everybody versus trump so we've reached a very interesting space in America 
where, where it's just like, yeah, pretty much everywhere you look. It's literally the, the complete opposite of President Obama. The literal complete opposite. Uh, where, well, and, and you know what? Now that I think about it, I can't really say that. Because even when it came to those who were opposed to Barack Obama, I guess it was just they didn't have as many platforms. But you could see it. All you had to do is have somebody, you know, recording at a rally or something like that. And you saw all types of inappropriate effigies and everything. So, yeah, I can't really say that it's flipped completely around. People were doing the same thing with Obama. But when people are fed up, they're fed up. And that takes me to the whole kneeling thing with Colin Kaepernick and all of the football teams last weekend who decided that they were going to join in and share how they felt especially after Trump said what he needed to say as far as uh, athletes being sons of bitches. I'm not sure if you have anything to say about that, Brandon, either, but I, I think that it's unfortunate that we live in such a Hippocratic, Hippocratic Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant to say at all. <laughs> we, we live in a nation full of so many hypocrites where it's all about being able to have freedom of speech when it's something that they want to be able to say. But when people bend a knee something that even our ancestors before us were doing you know we had generations before us when they were marching where they would take knees it wasn't a football field but it shouldn't be a difference you feel me um it's a peaceful protest and it's it's interesting to me how the the whole thing with saying the uh the anthem at these uh at these in these stadiums isn't something that's even been going on for a really long time and they're beginning to now wrap it around the whole thing as far as the military, which it literally has nothing to do with it. And Colin has, has even said so, you know? So it's, it's amazing the, the power of this man and what it is that he's able to say and the people who are willing to listen to him where he begins to make it something that has absolutely nothing to do with the goal of what they're going for. Equality, treating people as equals. Everyone being able to live under that flag and what the flag is supposed to mean, what the country is supposed to mean, is what people are kneeling for. And the fact that he's attempting to make people unpatriotic because of it <clears throat> is very unfortunate and sad and divisive, you know? Mm-hmm. So for those who are listening who need a little bit of love and light, <laughs> just, just focus on the fact that there's nothing new under the sun. And while this man is a unfortunate soul there have been unfortunate souls before him there have been people who have fought against those unfortunate souls so we will continue to do the same so with that being said we're done with trump time welcome back brandon <laughs> thank you, <laughs> nice little break, you know. so um i want to know what is it that you would do for the d <laughs> i'm not doing nothing how about that <laughs> lies but yes so um there hmm, what okay so there's the for the d challenge for the p challenge and for the b challenge uh i wanted to say the names full out but for some reason i i, I want to kind of be respectful in, in case any of our parents are listening <laughs> no okay no whatever for the dick for the pussy for the booty <laughs> Just say it. Just go ahead and tear the bandage off. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the challenge 
was like all over the place this past weekend. And uh, I'm surprised you didn't participate, Brandon. Shame on you. I don't laugh. I don't know why you're surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I wanted to ask my friend Kevin, host of the Outline Podcast, make sure y'all check him out. I wanted to ask him if he wanted to do it with me. And I just, you wanted to do it? Oh, my God. It was going to be so much fun. <laughs> you wanted to do it? Yes. Like, I just thought it would be so much fun. And, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm like, you know, just have fun with it. Especially once I saw I saw so many other people doing it. And I was like, they really look like they're having fun. This seems like something where well, you. Give it to the people right now. They're ready. You better get out my face. <laughs> you, you brought, the people want to hear it now. Well, clearly I don't have now, the. Now you got to do one. I don't have the now beat. Do Sorry, before. don't have the beat. I don't do it without the beat. Exactly. We'll make sure we find you a beat so you can post it after this episode goes up. So <laughs> social media. I'm not like, doing it. If, I'm challenge. not doing it if Kevin's not doing it with me. So, or or are you gonna do right, it? We'll are you gonna step I'm up? With you. We're gonna contact Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna do it with you. <laughs> you gonna step up and you are gonna be the best person you can be. I'm gonna step up and find you a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so. <laughs> You guys who have already made the videos are hilarious. <laughs> Thank you for giving all of us a really good laugh and for using your imagination. I like, I like two that even celebrities popped onto it. Like, there was the uh, Issa Rae and um, Regina Hall yeah. video. And then I saw Gabrielle Union did one. Um, Sanaa Lathan, yeah. Um, and then Jennifer Lewis, crazy self, did it to promote her book. Because like, she's smart. I love it. Listen. And lastly, this isn't really uh, anything as far as discussion. We just want to go ahead and put this out there for any of you who may not know. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus of Veep uh, announced last week that she has breast cancer. So we're sending out our love and our prayers to her. And also Hugh Hefner passed away. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, as we do, there are people out there who have mixed feelings. <laughs> but I am absolutely someone who, when it comes to a death, Peace to your spirit, peace to your family, plain and simple as that. You agree, Brandon? I, I do. Amen. Oh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, let's I'm, get into I'm some. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Just keep it polite and keep it moving. Um, so, with that being said, there's a lot happening in television. And we Call have. TV is back. Woo! <laughs> June, July, August, I'd be like, where is it at? I need it. I, I hope you wasn't slapping your your wrist just now, were you? You, you need I to get your like fix? A, come listen, on, come okay. on. Let me find a vein. Listen. <laughs> okay, Felicia. So let's go ahead and get into this. <laughs> Do you have any particular show that you want to start off with? Okay. Um, Hocus Pocus is supposed to be making a sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, you know, who asks for this? And it's like, all of y'all on Twitter ask for this. Every Halloween, every time <laughs> you see Bette Midler somewhere, every time the movie comes on television, you're like, we want a sequel. We want a remake. We want to see Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis, whoever else. So that's why they're giving you a reboot. Like, because you keep asking for it. It's not going to be who you want it to be, sadly <laughs> enough. But you're going to get the remake. <laughs> 
So wait, I just noticed you said Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis. And you know, just, everybody you was know, talking like when Hidden Figures came out. Oh, so I thought you were... Wants to be, no, oh. no, no, not, I'm just saying they were like, this is who it wants to be in our Hocus Pocus. Got thing. you, got you. I was going to say, oh. It won't be none of them. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, it might be uh, Octavia, but anyway, okay, go ahead. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> really quick. John, a legend, is still campaigning to get Underground picked up. Mm-hmm. I don't know who or if he's going to pick it up. <laughs> he's trying his best. He so is. More power to him. I hope it can happen because everybody like everybody watched it really did enjoy it. So I really do hope it can come back, but it needs to be. I'm a, would assume it would need to be on like a premium cable network for just the way folks were saying its budget is so high or whatever else. So we probably have to go to HBO or Showtime or something. But HBO has enough issues over there currently with their you know slavery shows and everything else. So right. might not might not be no space over there. But you know, tr- he's still trying. Right. Uh, Marley was renewed for a second season. I remember saying I didn't think it was going to get one. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong. Sean Doe. Apparently, it was like, apparently, I was, uh, <laughs> it was the number one new show for the summer. And I was like, well, damn. Look at that. Because I heard nobody talking about it. So Won't he somebody do it? was watching. Mm-hmm. You know, late in the midnight hour. Mm-hmm. Around. In the noonday. Hey. Century Fox um, to develop new projects. There's not a, I didn't see a specific like time limit when I saw it. He's going to be able to develop new things and then probably star in them. So hopefully we'll get to see him again sooner rather than later. Okay. Something gets picked up. You know, the Carmichael show will be in development for a while. Yeah. But hopefully he'll get something else soon. Okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to put everybody down really quick with a show that I just started watching literally this past weekend. And it just so happened that the second season premiered this week, uh, which is mm-hmm. The Good Place. And that's on NBC. And that's on, Kristen Bell. Bell. Ted Danson? Yes. <laughs> you better jump ahead I of watch, me. I watch, but I love them. Uh-huh, clearly. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows. Show's name. But yes, uh, I wish I could remember everybody else who's on the cast. I remember the dude right. named Manny Jacinto, but that's because he's very sexy. But yes, um, <laughs> the show is hilarious. Like I've laughed out loud on several of the episodes. I loved, I loved it so much that after I finished the first season, I actually started watching the first season all over again, literally almost back to back. And I saw the first two episodes that they have uh, for the new season, and it's really good. Like seriously. Right, so, what is the show about for those of us who don't know? Uh, Kristen Give a Bell. Commercial. What'd you say? Okay, so there are going to be spoilers. So just FYI for anyone who's listening as we move forward, there are going to be spoilers for the shows that we're talking about. Um, so, and I mean, the, the, the ending of the, the Good Place season one was like all over the place. So, but yeah, pretty much what happens at the beginning of the show is that you, uh, Kristen Bell arrives in the afterlife and she meets Ted Danson, who is a architect who was finally given the opportunity to build his own his own town within the good place. And the good place is supposed to be, quote-unquote, heaven. And uh-huh. the bad place is, quote-unquote, hell. And so she ends up 
meeting all of these different people while she's there and realizing that she doesn't belong in a good place. She's done some really messed up stuff in her life. And, <laughs> and so she, the, the journey begins to figure out the reason why she's there. And then she finds out that another dude played by the guy I mentioned named Manny Jacinto, he's not meant to be there either. So they're like, okay, the two of us have done some really messed up stuff. Why are we in the good place? And spoiler alert, at the end of the first season, you come to find out they were tricked by Ted Danson the entire time. They were actually in the bad place. And so then it becomes a thing of, well, all of the people there who were good, why were they there? And you find out that each person has done something horrible that has landed them in the bad place. Um, but it's for, it's for humans in particular. Everybody else there the whole time who they made you think was you know, another human who had died were actually somebody who was working for Ted Danson. Um, so yeah, so that's how the first season ended. And uh, I'll leave it at that because I feel like that's spoiler enough. <laughs> that is because you ruined the finale. So yeah, but I'm really intrigued now. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I said, <laughs> that was all over the internet once it happened. It was a very big deal that you found that out. Um, but there's more to it. So you can still watch it because there's more to it after they... Because I thought it was going to be something where once they found out, it was going to be like, okay, bye, see you next season. But there's actually more after they find out. So definitely watch it so you can see what happens after they find out that they're actually in the bad place. So that's an awesome an awesome show. Another show, which is one of my absolute favorites, is called So You Think You Can Dance. And if you have never watched So You Think You Can Dance before, you are like missing... Me out yeah you're missing like when i say missing out like they, i think this was their 14th season and it was by far the best season they have ever had so good in fact that they're coming here at the end of october and i'm actually going to see them like that's how good this season was and uh the winner of this season his name was lex uh he's japanese and he was phenomenal like he and his partner gabby they wore it out and just everybody I'm sorry, right. go ahead. No, so what do they get when they win? Um, A whole bunch of money. You know me when it comes to money. I don't remember how much it was. But, they... no, but it's just money and then... And I mean, you know, they're going to be... I mean, a lot of these people like Twitch. If you know Twitch, he's uh, he was he's on Ellen's show. He's her DJ. And he's he also was in Ma uh, Magic Mike XL. But he's somebody who came from So You Think You Can Dance. So, and they have lots of choreographers who end up winning Emmys and things of that nature, like Travis Wall. Uh, one of their choreographers, the one who actually, one of my favorite dances from this season was done to uh, RuPaul, um, one of RuPaul's songs. And for some reason, the name completely escapes me now. But he was the choreographer for that. And he's a former dancer uh, of Lady Gaga. But he came from So You Think You Can Dance. You feel me? So that's the thing. Like, it opens a lot of doors for dancers. Some of the dancers from So You Think You Can Dance are now on um, Dancing with the Stars. So it's like, okay. if for anyone who wonders how the show can still be on all of these years later, it's because they really do, they put out some great dancers. <laughs> like, seriously, gotcha. these dancers. And that's the reason why this season was so amazing, because these dancers, every single one of them, like, when it got to the final four, I was honestly like, whoever wins, really, because their top <laughs> ten was phenomenal this year. Um that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a wonderful show. Great music, great dance, lots of lots of art. God, I love art. But anyway, so their finale was amazing. And uh I the only thing I will say, I, I, I appreciate the energy of Vanessa of Vanessa Hudgens, 
but I kind of want somebody else to take her place next season. They usually get a different star to sit in the um, on the judges panel each year, and I wasn't really I want I want them to have judges who can talk dance the way that the other judges can. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want you to just be a dancer. I want you to be somebody who actually is knowledgeable of dance the way that the judges are. Because it kind of throws me off when it gets to the point where all you keep saying over and over again was that dance was great and it made me feel something. Like, give me a little bit more. <laughs> but, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. I want to kind of... I mean, you need to be able to really study it. Like, of course, they probably bring the quote-unquote celebrities in um, because you want to... You know, like, draw in, I guess, viewers or do whatever else. But, I mean, it should be somebody, you know, who is still good at their craft. So they should still be, like, celebrity dancers. Yeah, because, I mean, like like me, if they ever asked me to be on there, I would immediately start doing research, the different styles of dance, so that I would know the terminology. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be able... Like you. What you saying? <laughs> so they might not like you. Too, so. <laughs> I know that now, but my thing is, is that... I can't be the only one looking at the television when they talk. Like, like honestly, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. When it got mm-hmm. to the point, whenever Vanessa Hudgens would start to talk, I would fast forward past her part. Because I'm like, you're not going to say anything new. You're going to say it made you feel some type of emotion. And, oh, you're really happy. And I'm like, no, like, get into it. Like, talk about what is it about the dance, what move they did that really blew your mind or something. Like, don't just keep saying, oh, I felt like this and you guys are great because that, that bores me. Like, I don't want, I want judges who are going to critique and give me something different, you know? Um, but, yeah, other than that, phenomenal season. Phenomenal. I can't wait until next summer. Um. And then there is American Horror Story Cult, which I was about to stop watching <laughs> because I really don't I think... I saw an episode. I saw the, um... I'm scared not to give nothing away. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, don't don't say too much. I mean, even though I did tell I, people it was going to be spoilers, so... Okay, well, I saw the episode, I guess, where they... He officially brings... Evan Peters is the actor's name, right? Yes. Okay. I'm assuming he's in charge of the cult. Maybe we don't know yet. I don't know. I think I saw like a week, uh, like an, a week behind or something. I don't know. Anyways, where he brings in the reporter, the black reporter, and then the guy at the gym. Nope. You're, you're, you're completely caught up. And oh, okay. that episode is the reason why I'm going to continue watching. I know okay, when I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. The thing sorry. that I'm going to say right now is going to be, It's not going to be popular, but I'm going to give my reason behind it. I was about to stop watching because of Sarah Paulson. Her character annoys the crap out of me this season. And I say this season because Sarah Paulson's freaking amazing. So it's not because of her or her acting. Sarah Paulson is phenomenal. But her character this season literally wants me to, I want to rip out my non-existent hair on my head. (laughs) Like... She's so many <laughs> levels of annoying. Oh, yeah, my God. This episode, God. she actually was barely in. So maybe that's why you enjoyed it so much. Listen, she was barely in it, Brandon. I loved it. <laughs> not, not only that, but I loved that they gave backstory to people, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it no longer, it wasn't just her. She she and Evan. It wasn't just the battle with them or something like that. It was so many different characters, and you're getting an understanding of their backgrounds. Um, <clears throat> and that made me really enjoy it. I love that there was more depth to Evan's character, you know? And uh, for those who have seen the other three episodes, you're able to see who he was in those other episodes, but then there's more depth to who he is in this one. And it made me enjoy it because I need for there to be layers to these storylines. 
And for the the three previous episodes, I was just like, what is this? Like, just is, is, is this just supposed to be a whole thing about, oh, we hate Trump and this is just going to be a a a liberal shitstorm? Just just like, OK, it, it did seem to be even in this episode, it wasn't like heavily mentioned, but I, I guess maybe like Fawcett feels like they have to mention him this season because he's in the White House. But right. They don't have to. No. Like, in my mind, I'm like, if he's going to play a big part in the reason why the world is the way it is for this particular AHS, I need for there to be a deeper reason. And I just felt like it kept being this whole thing of, oh, my God, we're we're liberals and the world is going to be, oh, we're we're extreme right and we're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, these are caricatures. I need for you to give me some depth. And in the fourth episode, they gave depth. And I was like, here's what I'm here for. You feel me? And what I loved about it is that they spoke about something I talk about all the time, which is the power of fear, you know? Um, and that's another thing. Once they hit on that, I was like, and there we go. Y'all are, y'all are really getting into it now because fear is powerful. And in reality, it's what drives a good majority of this country. So I'm like, now we're talking about something. So yeah, you came in on the right episode. I, I wish I could have started with episode four. <laughs> And also, too, because I usually don't watch American Horror Story, not because I'm, like, I'm not easily scared, but I'll, like, overthink things when it's time to go to sleep. Right. So that's why I don't watch scary things normally. But also, too, the episode, this episode wasn't scary. Like, nothing really happened. Right. So I missed, like, the very, very beginning of it, but the rest of the episode was not scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it, like, plays like that, which I know it won't, I'll be able to watch. Right. It's going to be Ryan Murphy, and that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so so we can uh, stay on time really good because Brandon and I have been talking about how we we get to talking so much when it comes to the pop culture segment that we tend to always go over. So we're doing our best when you guys are listening to go long with some things, go short with others. So um, I think these three can be uh, can be pretty quick. So the mayor, what did you think about it? Okay, Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm looking forward to episode two. Episode one was on Hulu for about like two weeks or so now. Uh huh. It's really funny. It's really good. It's going to be paired with Blackish to come on after it, I do believe. Mm-hmm. On, um, so, actually, tonight, Tuesday. Um, there you go. <laughs> Let them know. I I just enjoyed it. But nothing, nothing like specific, like good or bad or whatever. I just think it's enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I, I want to see more, but yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, next is Death Comedy, the 25th anniversary on Netflix. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's, it was really kind of like nostalgic. Like you could feel it was a lot of nostalgia even in the room as they were recording and all there with each other. Mm-hmm. So that aspect of it was good. It wasn't necessarily like funny the whole time, but it was still enjoyable to kind of see, you know, all the old clips and everybody come on stage and like reminisce about this and different things um the D.O. Hughley and Dave Chappelle part was by far the funniest part because mm-hmm. they were really just supposed to be reading off the monitor and they just were, were doing their own thing mm-hmm. so it was definitely entertaining but I mean it's worth a watch but yeah I I would probably agree with all of that I I didn't laugh a whole lot um the mm-hmm. the whole nostalgia effect that definitely did a lot for me uh, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle and DL had me in tears like literally I was in tears laughing so hard I loved their entire going off script is probably I would have liked for the whole show to be off script <laughs> the entire show um, that would have done everything for me I was annoyed by Cheryl Underwood at the beginning when the four hosts came out to talk 
Um, mm-hmm. Because even the other hosts were trying to tell her, you don't have to comment on everything. And that was beginning to become annoying to me. But but, uh, <laughs> but other than her having to comment on everything they were saying, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, definitely. Shout out to Netflix. Definitely. Yes, talk about it. And lastly, as far as these, before we get into the real last, what, three deep <laughs> ones? Um, Will and Grace. Okay. Oh, well, mine is going to be start. faster than yours, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. So, I've never yeah. watched Will and Grace before in my life. I, um, I, I saw episode one of this one when they came back. I was about mm-hmm. to immediately turn it off when they made that comment about Jada Pinkett. But I told myself mm-hmm. to be strong and keep watching. And it was it was cute. I, 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 I don't plan to watch it anymore past this one, but it was cute. I, I guess I guess I can see why people liked it a lot. Sure. <laughs> Not the inflection. Um, <laughs> I agree. I didn't like that it again something all about Trump, but in their defense, um, or different reasons, whatever I was reading, were saying that you know also the their whole um, voting campaign video, or whatever, is kind of what sparked this. So maybe that's why they felt the need to dedicate the first one to him. Right. Quote unquote. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I felt like it's, it still felt like Will and Grace. So I know you never watched, but it was it was very much still in the vein. It still is their same comedic timing. They're all still the same characters. They're all, it, it still feels like a Will and Grace show, like no time has passed. Mm-hmm. And so what, that makes it good because it still feels them. You know, like a lot of times when, you know, something tries to come back, even if it's a, a sequel or, if, you know, all these shows trying to reboot themselves all these years later, you feel like it's not going to be able to live up to what it was doing before. Right. I feel like they kind of are ahead of the curve in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, to because they're ignoring the finale where the characters were like in relationships and they end up having kids and doing whatever but we're kind of losing some of the maybe character growth right that could have happened and so i'm still gonna look watch the next few episodes before i make my final opinion i enjoyed it but i just kind of want to see them do more work because it has been 11 years 10 years whatever right right so i like them to kind of acknowledge the time has really passed okay so now we move on to the final three Mm-hmm. which we, we, we get a dose of Shonda and then we travel back to NBC. So Shonda Land gave us How to Get Away with Murder. So how did you feel about the premiere? Come on, Viola with a wig. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Viola Davis is, is, always has been, always will be my favorite part of the show, the saving grace of the show, only because I like to see her acting. I like to see more so her personal life uh-huh. than anything else, but that's just the kind of things I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. All of the Keating 4 slash 5, if you want to count Oliver, get on my last damn nerves each and every week. I don't like any of them. I never have. Ooh. That's not going to change. <laughs> so, um, I did enjoy... <clears throat> I did enjoy the premiere. Um, I like that we're finally getting to like the consequences of all the things that have been happening the past few seasons. Right. It's finally, you know, like because it's like okay, you can't keep doing all these crazy monsters things, killing people, doing whatever else, and then there's never any backlash. So right. I do like that. Of course, it won't last for long. I do not give one good goddamn about Laurel and this fucking baby. I'm just gonna be clear. Oh my. Um, <laughs> but I'm still gonna watch. I enjoyed it. There's. There's honestly nothing else that needs to be said. You had so much passion behind that. I don't want to say anything else about the show. <laughs> oh, I want to know how you feel. I don't feel anywhere near as as I. It, it was it was cool. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nothing I have to say even comes close to how you felt. So I'm like, yeah, it was it was good. We're gonna leave it at yours. I'm here for yours all day. <laughs> like literally, if all of the Keating five or six, counting Oliver would have been in the house and died, I would not have cared. Wow. 
Well, I will say I don't agree with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Oliver all day. Um, he's actually the only one I would let live. But okay. So now that we're done with that, on to Grey's Anatomy season for me at two hours. How'd you feel about that? When she said it was going to be two hours, I said, I need a drink already. I just, you just watch Shonda previews and you just know. Your chest start hurting. You know, you got to fix you like a brown, some brown liquor. I just don't. She plays from like fade in to fade out. She just plays consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I, because it has so many characters and there's always different things to do when she's always bringing people back and you're always introducing new people you can see why it's lasted so long and it will continue to last probably until ellen decides she will ellen Pompeo decides she wants to leave right or until you know shonda like retools it and gives you a new lead character or whatever right it definitely can last for a long time but also too i feel like she really has a tendency or the show maybe not necessarily just her they have a tendency to really drag things out which can yeah. get on my nerves mm-hmm. because like the last two seasons um I do think it was the last two. Like, Riggs, because Riggs came in like two seasons ago, right? Yep. Okay. So we came in and then we really dragged it out, like his issue with Owen. What's the issue? What's going on? Why don't they like each other? We want to fight each other every time we see each other. We're not talking to each other. Then, like, 10 episodes in, we learned that there's a sister involved and that's their issue. Then also, Maggie starts to like Riggs and then it's a will they want they kind of thing, but then he likes Meredith and then it's a will they want they kind of thing, but then they do something, but then we don't tell Maggie until like a year later. So after we've already had sex, and then it's just like, we do all of that, and then we want to bring back Owen's sister from the dead. I'm like, look. <laughs> Mind you, I enjoy it all, but I do feel like it's a little dragged out, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I, um, I'm starting to warm up to Joe, which I did not think was going to happen. No, I never thought it would. But Joe in Arizona... And even April sometimes is very similar to me. That they're very annoying when they're not in relationships. It's just how they're written. Like, what they give them to do when they're not <laughs> in their relationship. <laughs> they just are really, like, I'm like, like nails on a chalkboard. I just <laughs> get on my lap. But I love April in Arizona. Warming up to Joe, but I love April in Arizona. I just want to be clear. <laughs> well, how did you feel? I don't want to, like, I can go all day about Grace. <laughs> It uh it reached a point where I started to wonder if they purposely made Joe the anti Meredith, cause it was like she was the complete opposite of Meredith, and I was like maybe that's why she irritates me so much. Um, she just seemed like she was written to be problematic. <laughs> I was like I can't, I can't with anything she does as a character. Like nothing she does, everything she does annoys me. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I'm not even sure if I'm warming up to her yet. I'm probably it's probably gonna take a little bit longer. So I'm glad you're kind of ahead of me on that. Uh. I, I mean, love. The, I, I have hated her. So. Right. <laughs> I love the idea of Megan. I love having her there. I think this is going to be mm-hmm. a cool. This is a, a new character that I actually am very happy to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprisingly, even more though, um, I can't remember what his name is. The guy who's uh, he's not an intern anymore because he's been there like three years. Deluca. Deluca. I love his mm-hmm. sister. I love the idea of her, mm-hmm. um, especially Let, for Arizona. Okay. I oh, think that's yeah, really cool. The the introduction of her, very really good. I think the reason why I loved it, I loved all the Italian they were speaking to each other. That just that did everything for me. <laughs> I was like, this... I like Deluca. I do like his sister. <laughs> well, he's he's honestly, I don't know. He's kind of here nor there with me right now. 
because I feel I'm like he kind of has a um in a way. He he has a limbo storyline to me, so I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Annoying me from episode one when he pretended to be a sergeant or whatever, and they found out he was an intern. For I for like him. For anyone who's listening, if you were an intern on that show, Brandon probably isn't going to like you. So there, there's probably that. Won't. There we go. There, there it is. <laughs> Which means he shouldn't like the <laughs> entire cast because, with the exception of probably like three of them, they all were interns when they started. So shut the entire <laughs> fuck up. It's more than three. No, it's just, but that's the thing, because they've started with the interns, so it's like every year, every other year, we get a new annoying crop, and I get that's realistic, but I'm just like, sometimes, I'm like, you already have like 15 characters that we can just kind of focus on for the moment, we don't need a new crop this season, like, <laughs> give, give me a break this year, just give me a break, you know. Whatever, anyway, so yes, uh, who else? I think that... Um, Teddy came back. Oh, I'm um, here, I'm always I'm here for Teddy. I'm always here for Teddy. And I really want her to be with Owen, but after what they showed was going to happen next week, that's probably going to be a big game changer. Uh, Again, games. Because I'm like, what other way? We said we weren't going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil this one. But I'm like, what other way could Amelia find that out? Other than the thing with the Lucas list. I'm like, there was nothing else y'all could have done. Of all the things. But like, but listen, because listen, 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 and this this is still not giving anything away. But they say to her, it's been going on for a long time. You feel me? So mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, Lord, what if it's been going on since private practice? Do you think it's been that long? Because I'm like that. That would say a lot. It really Amelia would. Private practice. And the thing that's going to surprise Amelia me has been through more. Well, no, Meredith has been through the most. But Amelia is a close second. She is like, a close second. She is. And I'm going to be like, really surprised if there's, if, if they go through with this and if everything is all good, it could be a total, what I'm going to love is if it's a total shift of her character, like a total shift personality wise, I would live for it. Cause to be, cause you know me, I love acting. So I'm like to be able to see somebody totally transform after years of being one person. Oh my Lord. It would do everything for me. But, uh, but it yeah. It would. Cause I do, I have. After watching, because I really was annoyed with Amelia at first on Grace. I was like, she gets on my last nerve. Like, she was down there with Joe. Because <laughs> her grieving there, like, which is more a writing thing than an Amelia thing. Right. Um, Got on my last nerve. Because I'm like, I, I know this is going to sound a little cold, but I'm going to say it. I was like, he's been dead a year. So, if we were going to jump into time, that meant that we just kind of had to bypass a lot of that grieving. Sorry, not sorry. How you want to take it, but I never liked Derek. No way. Um, wow. Wow. As, okay, so you didn't even have to be an intern in order for him not to like you. So. <laughs> I mean, I never felt. I, well, I was always neutral. I was like, take him or leave him, whatever. But I was like, he's the main character's love interest, so we have to at least. Well, you can't just like kill him off and then we're gonna jump ahead a year. That's petty. <laughs> but you cannot say in interviews that Christina leaving was a bigger loss than Derek. You cannot do that. <laughs> Like, the man she been, like, in relationship with for 11 years was bigger than her best friend. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, Amelia got on my last nerves. So, I went back and watched Private Practice. And then I saw all of her issues. And I saw all of her pain. And so, I've grown to love her now. She okay. still needs to watch how she come at Meredith. But, <laughs> I love her. Okay. And for time's sake, we're going to go ahead and move on to This Is Us Season 2 premiere. <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, you start talking because I'm trying to remember everything from the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it was their 37th birthday, so that means it's been a year since the pilot. Right. Um, and so, uh, well, we're going to do spoilers for this one. We kind of have to. Where I left off uh, with the finale is... I love past, that your boy was narrating. I'm here for him narrating. William, because I was I was wondering if he's gonna come back this season, and I don't know if I like this capacity that we're using him in. But I'm happy he's back. But I'm not quite. I don't. Till he died, so I'm just like, what do we? I mean, well, okay, I mean, keep in mind this week. show. This show is all about uh, going into the past. So it is. It is. But let's let's do that. Let's not use him as a ghost. <laughs> but he's not a ghost. They're reading from his book. No, but I'm talking about not just him narrating. I'm talking about later on in the park, that scene. Oh, well, he wasn't a ghost. That was a flashback. That was a flashback? Yes, she was wearing two different outfits, babe. I don't remember being a flashback now. <laughs> it literally was a flashback to her going to the park and sitting with him, and then the flashback ended, and you saw her in her outfit in current day sitting at the park. She was thinking about him. I gotta go back and rewatch. Please do. <laughs> Because they're not giving you ghosts. I can understand why you wouldn't be here for that. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take that back then. <laughs> Given that it's not a ghost. We'll uh-huh, see. Uh-huh. But no, I enjoyed it. Um, I love Toby and how Toby is like challenging Kevin and Kate and their codependency on each other. Because mm-hmm. they, they need to be challenged because they're grown. Right. Um, I love Beth and Randall's Beth, Beth, Beth Rand issue. Or they're about uh, whether or not they're going to adopt and then her kind of solution to things. We'll see if that works for them or if it does not. Right. Um, and then the flashbacks. I did not necessarily like that... Uh, I'm about to get her name wrong. Lord. Jack and Rebecca were so forthcoming with the children. Right. I feel like they didn't have to be because they're children. But, uh, what, but they were teenagers, maybe. like literally like 15. So like, why yeah, couldn't you be that? Di- but you can be direct with a, well, I'm sorry. My, my mom was like that with me. So maybe that's the reason why I understood, but okay. I can respect that. I, no, they're children. It's fine. Um, and then we finally got a hint to a real hint as to how Jack dies, like as the episode is going off. So and and it, it could be the biggest swerve on earth because <laughs> they really they really have you thinking it's a hint and it could really be the biggest swerve because there are so many things that are also saying that he didn't have to die from that so listen we, we just don't know <laughs> we just don't know that's the thing too because like that thing could have happened and then he could have been elsewhere yeah yeah like because like maybe, every maybe she- Maybe she did that thing on the way to go see wherever he was at. Right. Who knows? <laughs> I just feel like they're going to drag this out as long as they can. Yeah. Probably going to be at least season three before we figure out exactly how <laughs> he died. I, I know that he's like really supposed to be dead and all that stuff. But in my mind, the only thing I keep thinking is that we're going to find out eventually that he is dead in the sense that he's dead to his family. <laughs> like he did something really horrible and they're just like he's dead to us and then he left them and and you come to find out this whole time they kept talking about he's dead he's just dead to them he completely destroyed their family and he's gone 
And then he comes back like season three or four, and you're like, oh my god. But they always like talk so like flattering of him though. Currently, do you think that that's really? <laughs> I you just like I feel like you don't reminisce that hard on the good times if he did that much bad. You know what I'm saying? This is very true. This is bad. It's just gotten to the point with where with this show that I'm just thinking they're gonna find some way to be like y'all was focused on his death so much. This what y'all get, bam. <laughs> so y'all can be and in they an uproar. They might. <laughs> Y'all think y'all think y'all know so much, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. With that being said, we have come to the end of healing through pop culture. How can they find you on social media, sir? On Twitter, they can find me at just call me Otis, <laughs> and you can find him just on Twitter. <laughs> So make sure y'all add him because now that we're going up to <laughs> to, to a smooth two hundred was it two hundred eighty characters? I don't know. Not everybody um, think updated. So I don't oh no, it's it's yeah, it's being beta tested right now. But I'm saying like eventually, it's gonna go up and you'll get to see me more on there. So you know, <laughs> less of me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be able to interact with our listeners, sir. So he's gonna stay on Twitter, y'all. Don't worry about that. I can. Don't type me no paragraphs. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, until next week, thank you for joining us, Mr. VHW. We'll see you then. You're welcome. See you, sir. All right, peace. So today, for my THS interview, we're healing through the arts. My guest is an internationally known recording artist who can captivate an audience like few I've seen before. Her live performance is something that you just have to experience for yourself, honestly. I'd like to welcome the fierce, functress Joy Carter to the Healing Space podcast. Welcome, my sister. Yay! Hey, how are you? I am awesome. Fantastic. How are you? Man, I look at Like I said earlier, I cannot complain. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest on episode three. I appreciate it. Well, no, thank you for having me. I, was, I guess I was kind of surprised that you asked. I'm like, you know so many other wonderful, amazing people. <laughs> Listen, I, I really need you to understand, like, okay, so I've known Joy for quite some time, but to me, I don't know if you feel the same way. It always felt like it was kind of from a distance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it almost felt like a, I don't even think... Rewelcome is a word, but it felt it felt like I was being in right. <laughs> uh, there was an event that was happening at Impact Hub that uh, that Love was hosting, and you were performing on stage. And I swear on everything, I came around that corner, and this is the reason why in the introduction I was talking about seeing you live. When mm-hmm. I tell you your energy on stage, I was like, I don't understand how I've known her for all this time, and I didn't realize. <laughs> Jesus, like, and I've seen you perform before, so that's the yeah, reason why I was like, it felt I like done a lot of performing here, and that was what, I, and that's what I realized. Um, I haven't done, I, I never really did much in Baltimore, right, right, and um, and I'm from Baltimore, but most of the shows I've done have always been outside of Baltimore. So me being back, I've, I've only been back in Maryland for two years, so me being back for those two years, uh, now I'm a little bit more prominent and a little bit more consistent as far as, like, people seeing me. Right. So for those who I've known in the poetry scene and, you know, back on Warm Wednesdays and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, 
Yeah, like I saw them. I saw them for years, but right. I, I didn't really do a lot of shows. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't really do a lot of shows, and I also didn't do a lot of shows here. So when right. I did start doing them, they were kind of, you know, Virginia and D.C. and yeah, exactly. a little bit further. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that unicorn effect, you right. know. It's like <laughs> I've, I've heard about you, but I've never seen you before. But I've never yeah, seen so I, I'm like standing there listening to you, and I'm just like, "Good Lord, she can perform. She can put on a show. Wow! Like, thank you. Oh, it's phenomenal. Like, seriously, <laughs> I was it's actually. My it's my favorite place to be. <laughs> yeah. Mm, oh, good. Good. Okay. So that's a great transition into the questions. Okay. So, first of all, on the daily, how does Joy Carter show up for herself? How do I show up for myself? Well. Uh, <laughs> I actually meditate in the morning, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I start, now I've started to uh, do a lot of self care. So I do take time for me uh-huh. now, which is how I'm able to kind of do what I'm doing now without worry. I Absolutely, guess. yeah. Um. Uh. So in the morning. Um. I do write in uh, a book every morning pretty much saying what I'm thankful for. And I meditate in the morning before having an amazing cup of coffee that would rock my world. Come on. (laughs) 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 Um, And and I also do that when I travel. So I do, no matter what, I always just take like that moment like just for me in order for me to be me, no matter, you know, where I go, I, you know, you have to be grounded, and I feel like I, I can't, I can't do that if I'm worrying about stuff. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So not not to get too personal, but I noticed you said that you write in a book. What exactly mm-hmm. is it that you're writing? Or is it like a, a mantra or something, or like what is it? Um, sometimes it's that, but it's just more of like what I, you know, it's a book of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, so. So each morning, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, um, I'm grateful for, you know, my friends. I'm grateful for the the sun that's shining through my window this morning. Or, I'm, you know, I love nature and animals and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I'm grateful for seeing the cardinal, you know, while I was at the, you know, the red light. You know what I mean? Like, it's just just taking, it's just being grateful for, you know, the little things because I don't really feel as though many of us actually take the time to appreciate those little things. Right. You know? Some of us were like, I'm grateful that I was able to pay my bills. Well, you know what? That is a, yeah, be grateful for that. Be grateful for having the talent and the skill in order to collect the check. Right. You know, that, like, <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know but, but also be grateful for, you know, the people who are around you or the people, you know, you could be, and I'm sure this happens to you. No matter where you go, you ever have like a random person always saying something positive to you? Yeah. <laughs> where I am. I don't care if I'm in the long line that is, you know, 10 items or less, but it's still long. Someone next to me always says something really positive or I'm walking to my car or I'm at the gas station and just out the blue, I just always get like these little, and I just call them like little angels, like yeah. reminders of like, you know, everything is okay, you know, yeah. regardless of what happened on the news or what happened down the street. Like, you know, life is worth living and, you know, it's all right. Yeah. So I get constant reminders of those, so. And, and, and that you're going to be good, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So you travel the world performing in different countries and cities. 
What country or city has had the biggest impact on you and why? Hmm. I think the one that I probably would never return to but had the biggest impact on me was um, Shenzhen, China. Hmm. Um, because I got to see a culture that I have always wanted to experience, but also seeing, like, the growth of it and how fast it grows and how they see, how they how they perceive us, how they look at, you know, the Western world. and um, But also getting to know them as far as what their value system is like. Yeah. You know, in China, like, you know, it's illegal to, to have weapons. Like, you can't have guns. Right. So the police don't even carry guns, you know. Right. But it's also one of those places where, you know, not many crimes are being committed because, you know, the penalty is death. Right. I mean, you could be locked up. But, like, their jail system is nothing like ours. Like, you wouldn't be able to get an education. <laughs> right. You know, an associate's degree or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty, you know, the punishment is very severe. So a lot of people really do believe in abiding by the rules. Uh huh. Um, but also personality. Uh, you find the the women to be very, very you know shy and you know very soft spoken and um, you know it, it is a it is a it is a man's world in a way. Right. There definitely. Um, but culturally, like there's so many people. Like I mean you. To be on a subway <laughs> at a certain time, like, there is so many people. But I, I've actually heard about that. I, I have a friend yeah. who lives in China, and he's told me about that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so many people to walk the streets. I mean, everything. Like, you know, it, it's it's a culture shock for you. Um, and then also the value of money. Like, right. you know, here here in the States, you know, people think, I mean, yeah, you have people who are millionaires. and I'm like, yeah, that's a little money. You know, like... These people who, you know, we look at the entertainers, you know, that's little money. Right. Over there, <laughs> how they value money is very different. Um, yes, they may be extremely wealthy, mm-hmm. but their wealth is, is cannot compare to what we have over here. For instance, you know, you would meet the person who, who owns, you know, most of the factories in Guangzhou. One of the nicest people you would ever meet in your life. Right. You know, not cocky, not arrogant. All he wants to do is just have a great time and, and show his appreciation. He wears a regular cotton polo shirt and a pair of freaking khakis and some comfortable shoes. And you would never you would never know that this man, his factories are the ones who just made your iPhone. Right. You know, like, <laughs> or made the little plastic piece in your vacuum. You know what I mean? Like, right. You would have no clue. You You'll meet, like, the you know, the VP or whoever of, like, Alibaba, and, you know, they don't put money out there the way that we do. They don't show off money the way they do. They have a lot of fake shit there, though. Can I curse? I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're um, good. You absolutely can. Okay, yeah, they have a lot of fake stuff, because, you know, they make everything there. So, you know, people have fake cars. They make fake alcohol. There's fake food. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fakery going on, you know. <laughs> so you can, you can get, you can get duped. So when you go to New York and you're getting, like, that Gucci, and, but you got it for, like, $25, like, yeah, most well, likely it was made in China. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they, pre- when, when they love, they love the music from here. That's, that's, 
one of the things, you know, they love the Whitney Houston's and the Mariah Carey's. They love, you know what I mean? Like, they idolize them so much. They love Alicia Keys. Um, you know, they love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, you know, they love what they think of us as celebrities. Right. Celebrities. 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 Um, they don't really know us as, like, regular individuals. Right. Their, their perspective of who we are is what they see as international superstars. And not saying some of them don't, because, I mean, they're definitely tuned in. Everyone is on their phone. Right. Um, you know, they're definitely connected, but they also have blockers. So there's certain things that they don't get to see. Um, you know, uh, that was one thing I, I was not saying I was shocked, but, you know, like, there's certain websites, like, you know, they, they don't have access. Anything Google-wise, they don't have access. Right. Um, so it's, regardless, is if they really, they love you. They love you, they love you regardless. One, because you're different. Right. Um, and if you can sing, oh, my goodness, it's just like, wow. Right. You know, they're, they're in, they're in awe, and they drink, and they love to drink. <laughs> I was I was actually going to say when 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 you were mentioning Beyonce and Alicia Keys and everything, I was thinking of the kind of artist you are, and I'm like, you must do quite well over there. Well, you know, they love hearing other people's music, right? Um, you know, but overseas, period. I mean, there's a level of appreciation that you know I, we a lot of times, especially here in the states, we kind of fall short uh-huh. with. Um, yep. You know, um, we we like to find ways to hate. Right. You know, we can't just like go with the music and just enjoy it and take it for what it is. And, and, um, because the other thing too is that a lot of artists, their personal lives are contrasting with their actual music. So we get bombarded by, you know, the blogs and what's going on with them and the third baby mama or the sexual harassment or X, Y, and Z. And then we forget that, you know, this person put out a really awesome song. Right. Um, where it's there. They're hearing the music all the time and seeing the videos, and and they're and they're at the concert, but right. they're not catching as much as the blog stuff. Like it's it's not big to them because a lot of those artists that are talking about they don't know over overseas. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, as far as me, I I mean, I definitely look forward to performing on a grandioso scale. I mean, I definitely want to travel all over. Um, mm-hmm. Even further, you know, I, I want to go to Japan and I want to go to Australia and New Zealand and, you know, I, I want to go, you know, Argentina and, you know, and so like there's so many places that I want to travel to. So, right. I mean, even though I said I wouldn't go back to Shenzhen, I made a lot of friends and I, I stay in contact with a lot of people there. Um, I definitely would take a trip just to visit them, um, but I definitely wanted to explore a little bit more of um, Beijing and Shanghai. Uh-huh. Um, I did really enjoy Hong Kong. Um you know, but it's it's so much. I mean, it's it's a huge, it's a huge place. Yeah, it's a huge place with a lot of people. But there's so many other places that are are really awesome. Um, uh, very tranquil. Very. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I think one of my favorite things is like early in the morning, I would go to the bank and I would see the 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 elders like outside doing tai chi. Right. Like in the morning, and it's like religion you know right. you don't see a lot of fat people you don't see a lot of you know unhealthy people because one they're they're physically working out everyone's either walking or riding a bike mm-hmm. um you know you're always seeing 
someone being physically active, right. you know, and then the diet. And then, of course, if you've ever been to China on a China summer, it is hot as all hell. <laughs> so you, it's like, a, it's like a, it's a global sauna. Like, right. <laughs> I, literally when I came, it was, it was, it might've been like 50, 40 something degrees. And then like the next day it was summer. Like that was it. Like it was no, <laughs> it didn't, it didn't transition at all. Like, but it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it was, like I said, it was it was a lonely kind of thing, but it was beautiful. I, the guys that I played with were really awesome, and we're all from the states except for a few people. One person was from Mauritius, which I never heard of in my life until then. Yeah. I, I realized, like, obviously I sucked at geography, or maybe they just didn't cover that those little small <laughs> islands. Right. And, <laughs> and then another amazing guitar player named JoJo. His name he, I mean, he was from Bali, and so um, you know you, you meet these people, but I mean. I could have called any song and JoJo knew it. Right. Well, okay. I could have called anything from Sam Cooke to James Brown to any, he knew it. Right. You know, so music is, music is, uh, it is, it is global and international and it, we shoot, we know music better than we know history. <laughs> right. See, I, I like how you did that because you just transitioned me into my next question. You, you went back to music and stage. And my next question for you is when you're on stage, you have, from what I'm able to see, you have a great confidence. Even if people look at you on YouTube and see your performances, you always have this light that shines you're performing on stage, this confidence of you are in your zone. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, has that always been the case? Since you first stepped on the stage, has it always been this space where you feel more free or did you start off shy? Like what has your journey been like? No, I think I always kind of had, um, a bit of confidence, but it, it, it increased a little bit more mm -hmm. um, as I performed with other uh, bands and musicians and different stages, you know, so it just takes time, you know, it's just like, you know, like you're training, you're working out, so, yeah. you know, you start off, like, you can be kind of fast, you're all right, you know, you might make good time, but with practice, you know, you become better, and, I, and that's pretty much what it was. Um, also, my, my vocal range um, became... Uh, more stronger and and in a, in, a, in a bigger range. Right. So with that came a little bit more. I, I, I don't want to say like confidence. It's, I have confidence in, in what I can do vocally. Like right. I, I I'm cool with that. I know I know what I can do. Right. Um. Right. And so with that, you know, becoming better um, is what it is. But then also, it's it's probably the one place that I actually don't have any fear. Hmm. Okay. Um. You know. It, it, it is the one place, like, you know, I, I, at a certain point, like, I, I was able to verbalize what my purpose, what my purpose is, and it, it is always to allow music to affect people in a positive way, to just touch you. Absolutely. You know, like, when I sing to people, I I can look you in the eye, and, and you're like, wow, she's singing exactly, like, right to me, this person right here who's, you know, one of many like, I can look you in the face, I can look at you, I have that, I don't like using the word cough, like, that's just me, but that's just me, period. Right, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can go into a room of people, and I don't know everyone there, but I can work the room and introduce myself and, and feel fine, and if someone looked at me funny, I wouldn't really care, because, you know, that's, but that's just me. Like, I don't, I don't have fear when it comes to people. Yeah. I don't have fear when it comes to sharing with people, like, I don't have any fear with that. And the stage is just allowed me to amplify that. Right. Okay. Awesome. 
So that you you kind of in a way transitioned me into this next question. Am I just constantly transitioning you? And I, I and you know I'm loving the water. You know Scorpio Pisces. <laughs> I'm loving the water of this. <laughs> I'm like keep doing it. <laughs> Because you you were in, in in tapping into your journey and where you were and how you how you go about the way that you are on stage, it's a part of a a flow which I guess once again taps into water. So that brings me into an earlier part of your career. So I know that you were vocal support for Carl Thomas in the past. Some of right. the greatest singers have been vocal support for other artists at one time or another. For inspiring singers who may be listening to this podcast right now, what do you think should be the next chapter for them if they want to be able to get to where you are? And why was it important for you to be vocal support first? Well, in order to be vocal support, it helps you with basic singing and having an ear. Right. You need to be able to hear and listen and understand um, music theory and transition. You know, I mean, it's... It, it, in order for you to be in the front, you have to have been in the back. Mm. Like, you literally have to understand placement of, of singing. Like, you know, certain things, ad-libs, harmony, being able to not just be a soprano, but you can be an alto also, mezzo-soprano. Like, you know, being able to hear all of the different chords and things that you can do. What I notice is that a lot of um, artists can sing, but they don't have a... But if, but if it comes an opportunity of just harmonizing off the fly with someone else, they have difficulty doing it because they don't understand the concept of music. Absolutely. They don't understand the concept of harmony. They don't understand the concept of blending, you know, and that's what musicians do. Musicians do that with their instruments and we have to be able to do that with our vocal cords. Um, one, one thing, everyone everyone always asks me that, like, what, did, what you know, the next step and what's something that you would say. All I would say is study your craft. Mm -hmm. And when I mean study your craft, it's not like, it's not just listen to the songs that you like to listen to, but yeah. listen to everything that's out there because you are as strong and as diverse as your listening repertoire. Right. You know, um, and if you start singing things outside of your comfort zone, you will begin to grow those vocal muscles and also your ears, and you'll start to hear things a little bit differently and um you'll be a more di you'll be a more diverse and more open you know artist well, right. no, let me not say artist i'm gonna say singer because the artist everyone is not an artist you have people who are singers and you have people who are artists people who are like lady gaga is an artist right you know you know she eat lives breathes music like mm -hmm. you know erica badu is an artist like these are people who are engulfed like yeah 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 it, it is not just a good song. It is their message. It really is their voice. You know what I mean? So those people those people are artists. I um, love the way you broke that down. I, I like that. I could definitely agree with that. Absolutely. And and hopefully for those who are listening, they can get the, the difference in what it is you're expressing. Because I feel like in the way that you expressed it, when you look at an Erica, when you look at a guy, guy like you said, they, they eat, live, breathe this, you know? And yeah. you can see it in the way that they present their art, you know? Mm -hmm. So, no, I absolutely you know, it's, it's always different. It's always careful. It's always carefully aligned with who they are at right. the time. And, and, I, and I have to say that with emphasis because, you know, you can look at a Selena Gomez and a, and a Taylor Swift and, you know, none of those songs show growth as an adult or, a, you know what I mean? Like, they're just songs. Right. And, 
I'm not saying that they're not creative, and yes, Taylor has written, you know, pretty much all of her stuff, but again, it doesn't show growth, and that, and that's the difference, like, you know, the cover, the outlook, everything, how she looks, how she presents, it's like she's the same person, she's just getting older. Right. You know, um, so, with that, it's like, yeah, she's, she's a, she's a talent, she's a singer, um, yeah, she can play an instrument, or instrument or two, and that's cool. That doesn't. That still doesn't mean that you're an artist, right? Because I know a lot of graphic designers. However, you know, I know more talented ones. I know less talented ones than those who are talented. Just because you have, just because you have the software, doesn't mean that you can design. You just know how to use. You just know how to use the software. Listen, you, know? you can put that in so many areas of life. <laughs> no, I mean that, but that's the truth. I mean, come on, come on, Raven. You know, we, listen. With poets, like you can write poetry Absolutely. all you want, doesn't necessarily mean you can deliver it. There very you well. go. It doesn't mean that you're you should actually be a spoken word artist. Yeah, you know that's real shit. So and, yeah. and we've seen it. We've we've seen it uh, numerous times. So there's a lot of people who are definitely talented. I wouldn't call them artists, right? Or, or performers. I would say that this person is a is a is is a great writer. You know, is a you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, like you, you do have to, you really do have to know the difference. And it is those people who emerge themselves. You know, Kendrick Lamar, that's an artist. You know, J. Cole, that's an artist. Like these people have literally immersed themselves in the message that they're giving you. Right. You know, and this is and this is their message. This yeah. wasn't a message that was written by for or to. Like this was their message. This is their message, and and that is the the difference for me. Right. You know, Bob Marley is an artist. You yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you that that right there. I love when I ask a question and then the question leads into what I feel like could be an entire show based off of <laughs> just now. Well, I'm like, that's a like, whole hey, show. Let me know when you need me to come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the name of the show is Art is Life. <laughs> Let's go from there. That's right. <laughs> Art imitates life. <laughs> okay, so your motto is "Let's fuck shit up." Where did that model come yeah. from? You know what? I am, uh, I curse a lot. And, <laughs> you know, the, the truth is, is I am extremely competitive when it comes to the stage. I don't care where you put me in the lineup. I can be the opening act, like the first one to hit the stage, or I can be, you know, the headline. It doesn't matter where you put me. Right. You know, I'm competitive. You're going to remember who the fuck I am. You're going to remember that chick who was on that stage freaking killing it with the faux locks. Like, you're going to remember <laughs> who the fuck I am. And so I tell, I always tell my guys or any of the musicians who play with me, you know, I'm like, look, let's fuck this shit up. Let's do it. You know, I talk to them like it's a football team. Let's come in. <laughs> let's win. We will fuck shit up. You know what I'm saying? Let's do right. what we do. Let's kick ass. You know, like, this is, this is, you know, and so my model is, yeah, I came to fuck shit up. And it doesn't mean to destroy. That's not what it means. But literally, I'm going to give you every ounce of me and and what I feel like I think you might be missing. I'm not saying other people aren't great, but I know what I bring to the table. And so, you know, that's where the confidence comes. The confidence for me comes into the show. Like, hands down, you will not outperform me. Right. Your songs may be great and, you know, cool and, you know, you can trap it out all you want and everybody's like, yeah. I was like, but you will not outperform me. <laughs> my show, my, my my set will stand out more than anyone else. Right. And that, and that I always tell people, like, you can put money on me. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and that's the level of confidence you have to have in in anything that you do. Like, who else is gonna believe in you but you? Right. Absolutely. You know, Say who, that. You want you want musicians that that play with you to like the person who's in front of them. Like, you want them to want to play. You know, like you know, you kind of have to be like a little beacon. Right. Of like, yeah, so yeah, when I say let's fuck shit up, yo, we about to come out here and kill it. Like, literally. <laughs> like, that. <laughs> you can just tell how intense I got right there. Like, right. I got wrapped up. Right. right. Up, you know? But that's how I feel. <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> that's what I hate. That's what I hate when they be having me start late. Because in my mind, if I was supposed to be starting at 9 or 10 o'clock, I wanted, my mind is ready for 9 or 10. You ready to go, I'm right. Like, Come on. I was like, man, I was like, I ain't even go to the bathroom. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so somebody who's listening to you right now could be getting inspired, listening to your passion, how you feel about your craft, how you feel about your art could be getting inspired just listening to you right now. So my question to you is, who inspires Joy Carter? Oh, gosh. That's so difficult. (laughs) Because music, okay, well, musically, I've always been inspired by, um, you know, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. Um, He was always kind of number one on my list. Um, but music in itself has always inspired me, um, from, you know, Motown to, you know, 60s, 70s rock to, you know, funk to all of that had, and like Rick James, because I always looked at their show. Right. I always watched their show and the energy of their show. And just recently, and probably because she's on tour, um, Janet Jackson, like, mm-hmm. I've been looking at her old performances, and I'm like, this chick is fucking amazing. Like, I'm looking at the stage <laughs> in the in the life, and each, each, every detail of how different each of her tours were, artistically, fucking amazing. Yeah. Same way, Sade, you know, like, I, music, music inspires me, but what motivates me is, um, a lot of a lot of what I do and and why I I guess I take a lot of risks mm-hmm. is because I know like like I, for one I, I was raised by my father my father passed away he's probably like the biggest the biggest thing in my life and has always been and so he passed away like literally right on the cusp of when everything was about to take off you know what I mean right you know, joining the other band and, you know, touring and all that kind of stuff. And I do a lot of this for him. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, he isn't here. And, but he speaks through a lot of my friends and, you know, my family. Right. Which is why I feel like I have so many amazing, positive people around me. Right. Because I get such great energy, Raven. Like, you know, so many words of encouragement, you know, um, and I'll, and I'll hear, you know, a friend every now and again say, you know, you know, your father is watching you and, you know, he's very proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do, I, I do this for him. Yeah. 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 Honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Nice. Okay. <laughs> so we have uh, two more questions left. I'm sorry. I, I really, I really felt that one. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm crying, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, like, you. Oh, wow, the tears are coming. Really. You, okay. you got me for a minute. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> I need to meditate on that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, you are a healer. Your music heals. Do you ever feel pressure when it comes to the type of music that you make, or do you just allow it to be organic? Normally it's organic, and I found myself pressuring myself to make and create, and that's where the, the block started coming. That blockage you mm-hmm. start getting creatively yeah. when I start forcing things. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That that's a, that's, a, that's a life thing. Like, you can't force things to happen. Like, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, majority of the time, the, the great stuff is always organic. Right. The great stuff is the stuff that, you know, you came up with in the car or on the toilet or, you know, making coffee or, you know, someone says something while you're in, in the mall or, you know, at the bar and you, and you write it down and you're like, oh, shit, it, 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 it's like something great that someone said. It's those organic stuff, that, that is where it really comes from. Yeah. The stuff that I've, I've tried to force, you know, it's... It, it never happened right. like, it, at all. Like the album, the reason why the album is taking so long is because the universe is kind of like, okay, well, no. Like literally, there are things that have happened that are so out of my control, Raven. Like literally, like the universe, you know how like when a mother slaps your hand, like don't eat that? Right. Like that was what was happening. But it was completely, like things were happening. And I told someone this, I told one of the engineers and, and, you know, people can listen to me, but they may not necessarily believe what I'm saying. They're like, yeah, 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 okay. I'm like, no. Every time I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z, something happens, like, out of the blue where I cannot control it. That stops it. Right. You know, whether it's musically, whether it's interactions with people, like, the universe literally is showing me everything I need to see and is allowing things that don't need to be there. Like, it's literally wiping those things clean without me putting forth any type of effort. So, um, I am extremely thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I can't force. But you can't force it. You can't force it at all. You can't right. force love. You can't force happiness. You know, it's it's like you can't you can't force any of those things because that's not what it's that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's not that's how not, it's supposed to be. That's not even what your yeah. body is telling you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Some of the the greatest ideas that I've come up with have happened and this is something that love and i've actually talked about before because she said the same thing happens with her i'll be in the shower and literally just an idea will click (laughs) and i'm like it wasn't Uh anything that i forced you know it's just Uh i don't know i don't know if it's my connection to water or what but yeah some of the greatest poems that what'd you say the water yeah yeah Uh i i really have always felt that way i have a love for water but again i feel like that's a whole nother show but um, but but yes, it needs to be organic. It has to be. Right. Anything that's forced is I, I don't know. I, and I also feel like especially if you have people who truly love your art, when they see mm-hmm. you performing, they be they'll be able to tell the difference. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. But also, but also, I mean, and, and I and I know you need to finish up. Um, no, you're good. But also, one thing I realize is, you know, a lot of people know of me, but they don't really know me, mm. and. Um, and so for, for the people who, who know me, like, know me, like, I talk to every day, like, yes, I mean, talk, like, on the phone, like, right. with my voice, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> and, and hang out and, and actually see, like, 
they know that that person that they see on the stage, like, that's not, like, that's not an alter ego. Like, that's joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is her. And so people have a, a certain uh, perception of me, um, which is fine, and, and I'm cool with that because, you know, no matter what, I'm going to fucking kill the stage. So however you think of me outside <laughs> of that, I, I could care less. All you can say is, you know, she was she was some kind of way, but, yo, that motherfucker killed it on the stage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but in, in personal situations, people people don't realize like if you I always say this if you have never came to a show and you've never seen me perform then you really have no interest in who I am right and in and, and what I am yeah yeah you know what I mean because that is me that is probably that is me amplified yeah you know um that is the you know the shit talker, the loud mouth, that is the being funny and charismatic, that is the being goofy and having fun. Like, that is me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so, and so I always say, you know, if ever you wanted to get to know me, come to a show. Come to a show. I'm not trying to get you to come because I'm trying to get you to, to pay or whatever. No, come, if you ever wanted to get to know me mm-hmm. or have an amazing time just listening to some live music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come to a show. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so my final question to you is, how does your art heal you? Well, it definitely gives me cardio, honey. <laughs> um, <laughs> burning them calories. Um, my... My, my art and, and anything that it pertains to, whether I'm just creating, you know, promotional flyers or editing video or anything that has to do with me and, and, my, and my craft, it, it is probably just as much more grounding than anything else. Right. Um, I have nothing but a sense of peace when it comes to me and music or me or anything that has to do with that. Mm-hmm. any part of that it is it is it is in a sense kind of my everything like it i'm not saying like it's all that i have right but it is that that one constant thing of joy that and i mean joy with a y not an <laughs> i is <laughs> a constant is a constant a sense of joy that i get from it every single time yeah. You know, it's it's like crack. Like, it is my crack. Yeah. You know, I'm addicted to it. I was on tour one time, and everything that I'm doing now is to get back on tour, which is what I'm working on now. Like, that is, the tour will be next year. Like, I'm excited for that. I'm happy about that. But it's happening when it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. You know, but it is, it is, it is my joy. It really is. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is my joy. What a great ending. Okay. (laughs) So I would like to thank you for being my guest for episode three. It is greatly appreciated, my love. Of course. And if anyone wants to follow me. I was just about to say that. Type in Joy Carter. It's Joy with an I. And it doesn't matter. If you type in Joy Carter, everything will pop up. And the next show will be October the 13th. At Ramsey Live, um, uh, they're doing what Jazzy Winters Nights. I guess it's a Morgan State University after party thing. Mm-hmm. There, so I'll be killing the stage. 
there. Rancid, October 13th, um, Bookmakers <laughs> and Federal Hill, uh, October 21st, Wonderland Ballroom in D.C., October 26th. Um, yeah, follow me, check out pictures. You know, I got like one butt picture on my Instagram, so, <laughs> you know, that might, that might be enough to keep people maybe. <laughs> talk about when you're dealing with a, a true professional i had the whole rundown of the things to say you know your social media where you'll be performing next you knocked it all out without me asking true professional oh, i love it <laughs> <laughs> she about her business <laughs> well look look hey shoot if ain't nobody else gonna do it you gotta do it yourself now speak up or be quiet I love it. Okay, so for those of you who would love to walk with me on social media, as always, you know that you can find me across all platforms at Scorpiogi. That's S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. And I know for the last two shows, I've given you all the other places that you can find Love, Movement, and Revolution and all that. Just go to my page. If you go to my page, you'll find all the rest of them there. The one-stop shop, baby. One-stop shop. Also, once you're on Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, Facebook with me, you can get my message to, to the minority, which I post Monday through Friday on my stories. So just go to my stories. You can catch my message to the minorities. Hopefully it helps. Hopefully it heals. Again, I would like to thank Joy Carter for being on the third episode of The Healing Space. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> and until next week, to all of you listening, I say namaste.